0: Welcome to the Worship Leader Probs Podcast with your hosts Jeremy and Brian, a.k.a. Mr. Probs, a.k.a.
1: Big Tasty. Look, serving in worship and production can be one of the most rewarding experiences, but it can also feel like... Ah! I'm a worship
0: pastor and I'm a production pastor and these are our problems welcome to episode 76 of the worship leader probs podcast where we aim to encourage equip and entertain worship and tech leaders all over the world sponsored by planning center online what's up big tasty yo
1: what is up
0: my dude so I almost completely spaced on the three E's and I like, usually if I get the first E out, I can kind of put the other two together, but it was real close to not even remembering what our E's are.
1: <laughs> there's a lot going on.
0: There's just, there's a little bit going on. So there's a lot going my on. guy, episode 76, third week in a row, we are live streaming on Facebook.
1: Come on, man. This is a sophisticated deal here. I mean you know, at I one mean, point
0: we almost had 29 viewers. I mean I think I saw 30. Records.
1: I thought I saw 30 what? at one point. Yes.
0: That is incredible. Well, dude, before we go too far into episode 76 of the podcast, do you want to tell the listeners about our amazing sponsor, Planning Center Online?
1: Yes. So, okay, Planning Center has the Church Center app, which is a free app for your congregation. And if you use uh, Planning Center applications, you can give the people in your church access to this app called Church Center, uh, where they can connect to the life of your church. They can check in their families, give they can join groups. They can manage uh, personal profile information. They can register for events. I mean, come on now. I you mean, can learn that. more at planning.center slash church dash center.
0: That's right. And while you're online, go to worshipleadaprobs.com, buy you a t-shirt, jump into the consulting. We'll help you out there. I mean, come on. Right. It'll be a great day to be alive. Right. Dude, so how's it going in Indiana? Like how are services going? Are we still recording? We doing anything different? Like, tell me what, how are you handling? How's the, like, have you had a haircut? Like what's, what's life like right now?
1: No haircut. Okay. Who needs a haircut? I do. I need one. Okay. I need, I need a haircut. So, you know, this thing came out yesterday where the government is saying to the governors, you guys, Kind of manage the rollout now, and Mm -hmm. so our but our governor has extended us through May first, and so we got another couple of weeks of kind of shelter in place. Um, So yeah, we're you know we're we're having those conversations about um, how long will we do we think we'll be doing this? You know, we're Mm -hmm. a church that has these uh, impact sites, so they're kind of Mm -hmm. campuses, and uh, you know we could conceivably be in a position where our impact sites are meeting but we're not able to meet at the main campus because of numbers, you know? So yeah, yeah, having lots of conversations about all of that and what does it look like? You know, people are um, watching lots of Zoom and meeting on Zoom and doing lots of Zooming. And so, you know, how do we mix things up to keep their attention uh, on the weekends? And so we're moving our uh, worship to a different space this week and okay. uh, on our, on our campus. And we're going to do something different, something we've not done before. So it, it's going nice. to be, um, and this will record this next Tuesday. So it'll actually be for a week from this weekend. Okay. Um, but it's gotcha. just vocals and, uh, keys and, Ooh. and we're going to do some stuff with that. And I, I'm kind of excited about it. We're going to, nobody's going to be on like individual mics. We're going to kind of ambient, sound and our chapel has some really nice acoustics so yeah we're gonna try it and and see how it goes
0: not only does your chapel have a nice acoustics, but it's also got very comfortable chairs for gentlemen to sleep in. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. That may have happened a time or two.
0: Yeah. May have happened a time or two. Yeah, dude, things are, I mean, it's just so every Like I was in with, uh, I do this cohort thing down in Florida. So there's a bunch of churches all over South Florida that uh, leaders in the churches kind of get together for one-on-one mentorship and some big group stuff. And so we did a little zoom meeting this week and like, man, there's just, there's just no telling when, you know what I mean? Cause even, even, even if some of the stuff gets lifted, it might be, oh, 50 people can meet and then a hundred people, you know, I like, I don't know how they're going to step it back. So, man, I know churches that are like, man, we're preparing for like the fall. And then there's a lot of people that are the scientists that are believing this thing's going to pop around again. It's crazy, so, man. I mean, this is just, I mean, it's just a crazy time to be alive. So and you we're
1: giving thanks, by the way, sorry to interrupt you oh, no, for, you're for all those people, like those first responders and the medical people, yes. all the people who are, are, they're putting it on the line every day when they go in to help the rest of us. So hundred percent, bravo. Man, a,
0: my friend, Leslie, she's a nurse over in Lakeland. And so she's an orthopedic nurse. Hmm. Well, there's no orthopedic stuff anymore. Cause that's mostly elective surgery. And so I think she's on like a COVID floor. And so may I, we pray for her. We're checking in, man. If if there's people like that in your life that are on the front lines, man, check into them, see what they need. Um, you know, let's just be, let's be the church, man. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know? So yeah, dude, we're, we're, we're super busy. Like I think uh, potentially I like feel like I'm working more hours now than I was even before. You know what I mean? Cause exactly. it's just keeping up with all the content. And then it's like the idea of like, how do you keep people's attention on what, going on you know what i mean and so um yeah so we're kind of approaching like we our stage is kind of like a sound stage now and like okay so what can we do to like i don't know maybe have some programming so like during the week people are like oh you know we, we were doing this thing i think i told you guys about it called cooking with miles and our 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 student pastor is like a really good like he's probably like a four-star chef not a five-star his uh-huh. dad's a five-star chef But he will, like, make these meals and then tell a Bible story at the same time. And it's, like, really, like, professionally shot. Like, it looks like it came from the Cooking Network. It's pretty cool. That's
1: awesome. And, like,
0: so we're, like, okay, so how do we capitalize on that? You know, there's a guy that we know. He's got a a mechanic shop. We're, like, what if we were to do, like, Under the Hood with Matt Okerson and, like, do some, like, light car maintenance and then talk about the Lord and things like that. And, like, that would happen every week. You know what I mean? Like, just some programming. But then it's like it's walking that fine line between all the things that people would come to expect because we're trying to be really good in this time. And then once services pop back up, how do you keep everything going on at the same time? It takes
1: a lot of margin you know I mean? to make all that work. Yes. yes and here's the other thing. Like if you've served on a church staff for more than two weeks, this will make sense to you. So most of the other ministries are kind of shut down okay? Yeah. So in worship ministry, there is no shortage of feedback. Okay, <laughs> right? We all know no, that. 100%. So now that a lot of other ministries are, set, are shut down, it, it makes the focus squarely <laughs> on the worship oh. service. So everybody is a member of the creative team.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it, um, luckily, ha- half the staff in my church work. <laughs> the creative arts ministry. So <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, it's just, it's a, it's a, it's a strange time, but you got, you're holding up. Uh, I mean, are, you're mostly at home during the week though, right? And you're uh, going just in for recordings.
1: Yeah, I am now. Um, I, uh, we, we have been recording on Tuesdays and thankfully we can kind of do it during the day because of everybody's work schedule is, kind of weird. Right. So yeah. even people who don't work at the church are available to come in during the day. So, um, yeah, we're, we're going in on Tuesdays and recording and, um, it's obviously very quiet cause there's nobody there. It, it yeah. allows oh, us yeah. to take our time. And, you know, if we, if we didn't get it right, you know, we can certainly do it again.
0: <laughs> okay. So let's say we get to open back up and three, four months down the road, we got to shut back down again because it's rearing its ugly head. What are some things that you would do differently if this were to come around again? Like, what have you learned and go, Oof, if this happens again, we're going to approach it
1: this way? I think I, um, I think what I've learned is it, it is, you know, we hear, we hear long year all the time is saying publish don't polish. Yeah. Publish, don't polish. We get so fixated on making everything perfect. Yeah. And again, in our roles, if if it's not perfect, we hear about it, right? And that yeah. can wear on you from time to time. And so um that's kind of a product of our environment. And so I think I would um uh, I, I think this this is helping us learn how to maybe be more authentic and a little more real uh, with yeah. our people. You know, every everything doesn't have to be absolutely perfect. Obviously, our goal is not imperfection. We want it to honor the Lord and all of that. Yeah. So, don't at me, um, but it perfection is not our goal.
0: Yeah, no, I get that. I do get that.
1: Um, what I about the you? Same
0: thing for same th- kind of same thing for me. Like um, just being a little more open minded to you know, maybe it doesn't have to be perfectly polished content to keep people going. And then also too, like, I think at some point, I think we're going to hit like streaming overload with people. Yeah. Because I I mean, how many Zoom meetings do you got to go to a day? How many oh, man. uh, Skype meetings are you going yeah, to? So, how yeah. many, and, you know what I mean? And like, so I, th- I like... I know when I walk every night, like I'm looking outside. There's more people sitting outside than I've seen in a long time. You know what I mean? Like,
1: put the te- um, they put they're putting the technology down.
0: Yeah, because you're so really stuck on it all re-engaging day, re-engaging with people. Yeah, so you know, I, I might think like creating content for families to sit down at night. You know what I mean? Maybe it's just an email of like, here's a quick video of the pastor giving a quick devotional, and here's some questions you guys can sit down as a family and chat through. Or, man, I just I don't know. I think there's some cool ways to like still be the church um, and do a bunch of that stuff. So I know one of the things we're doing right now, I'm, I'm, I'm building up a, a care task force for our church care force. I don't know what I want to call it. Like, I think we're calling it the, the care task force, but I don't, my, I, I, my senior pastor is not like the task in it, like task force, like 1983, like, you know, Don Johnson's going to pop out and we're going to be on the task force. So, um, but basically like, I'm just trying to get people to go, Hey, pick four or five people in your sphere, they're just going to reach out to, whether it's a phone call, whether it's a FaceTime and people are sending that, that into me just to make sure like people aren't getting covered twice and things like that. Man, Mm -hmm. we're just trying to like, let's just be intentional with loving people. Absolutely. Uh, Let's just be intentional with, uh, you know, I I saw a cool thing yesterday, Dan Smith, one of our uh, WLP coaches, you know, he was sitting there and like, they did a drive by of all of his son's friends for his fifth birthday.
1: That's awesome. You know what I mean?
0: Like, isn't it yeah. crazy? Like a little thing like that, like can change your whole world and your whole life. You know changes what I mean? So, like, dramatically. Yeah. So just, I don't know. Like it just doesn't have to be a big production.
1: Absolutely. And Absolutely. it can have a
0: huge impact. So,
1: well, hey, so BTB- let me ask you this. So speaking, oh, yeah. speaking of dramatic changes. Oh, yes. We are going to roll out this week, a dramatic change of our own. We are. We are. You've heard us talking about the WLP coaching network, right? Yes. So, yep. we've would ta- you
0: tell about that, Big D?
1: So, we've talked with you about the coaching network and we've been working on this for a really long time and we're super excited about engaging with you guys. And so, we rolled this out a while back. Um, it's going to be, you know, a, a, a series of Zoom meetings, one with uh, Jeremy, me, and Scott every month, and then a, a, a smaller group meeting in with a coach. And there's going to be a Slack channel for all kinds of access and extra videos and help and all kinds of stuff. Well, you know, right as we rolled this out, COVID-19 hit. And bum, so bum, bum. everybody's dealing with all kinds of things. Um, and fi- church finances are tough. You know, the coaching network coaching network is $49 a month. But here's what we're going to do. While COVID is in place, don't even worry about the 49 bucks. Okay. Yep. Until we're back in our, our, our services and our regular meeting times at, with, at church, the coaching network is going to be free to you. Once yes. once we get back into uh, our services we'll we'll roll out the 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 monthly deal again but yeah. um, for right now uh, the coaching network is going to be free and so we'll be posting some video updates about that 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 are going to let Scott explain all of that and um we're probably going to still need you to register cuz we need to have everybody's information and all that kind of stuff but we're not going to need your credit card information or anything like that yeah. so
0: It'll just be, uh, uh, if you just go to our website, not next week, we'll unveil it. Um, but if you'll go to our website, um, you'll just be able to register. We'll get your email address from you. And from there, we'll send you a link, uh, to the weekly zoom meeting and, uh, and it's free bi-weekly and it's just going to be free. And Man, here's let's what let's we're going to be together. You know, what we're going to talk about together. at the
1: beginning re-entry. Yeah. We're all going to face what, what it looks like to meet together again. And so, this our very true. first topic is going to be re entry. Don't yep. miss it. And it's free. Yeah, you're
0: not going to want to miss that. And it's, all going to, it's just going to be free. And so, um, yeah, we'll, we'll put up that link next week where you can go in and register. And um, man, we we'll just like, I hope you guys hear from us that, like, yeah, you look at us and we're a funny meme account, we're a podcast. But, like, we're also, like, we're a bunch of guys and a lady right now. Yeah, right. yeah. <laughs>
1: Who just love and Jin care Yonsei. about
0: you guys. Yeah, Jen said Who just love and care about you guys, like, a lot. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. um, I mean we just, we're not kidding when we say entertain, encourage, and equip. Like, that's what we feel called to do. And so we just love you guys. So it'll be free, and you guys will be able to jump in and uh, sign up for that. So it's going to be awesome. I mean, it you can hear from Longyear.
1: Come on, man. It ain't no better than that.
0: I mean, you get to be in a Zoom call with Brian Tabor, which is like...
1: Lower your expectations.
0: (laughs) I mean, you might be blessed and get a BMW the next day just for being near him. You never know. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Not going to get any of that. All right, dude. Let's do it. You ready for it? I'm ready. Awesome, dude. Well, why don't we jump into our first segment of the podcast that we like to call Prayer Concerns. So the dramatic pause, for those of you, is we pause so that way I can then have a place to insert the music because it doesn't show up now. You know, it's like it's like the Wizard of Oz. When you pull the curtain back, you're just like, oh. <laughs> Where are those
1: bells and whistles?
0: <laughs> okay, Dan Gorley just put BT zoom calls is like entering the holy of homies. <laughs> That's a pretty good one, Dave. That's really good. good
1: That's really good. Not only does he know gear and church and all that stuff, but he brings the funny. Brings the funny. That's awesome. All right, BT. All right, here we go for some prayer concerns. Prayer concern number one, and again, these are real live comments from people in your (laughs) church. We do not write these. We don't write them. We don't edit them. You know. No. So here's number one. Your pants are too tight and your butt looks huge while directing the (laughs) choir. Stop wearing tight pants. (laughs) It reminds me of the Jimmy found everybody's (laughs) talking about my tight pants. I got my tight pants on. on. (laughs) 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 Oh, Lord, help us. Lord, help us. Oh,
0: that's so fantastic.
1: Okay. Number two, this is from somebody who's doing follow-up with guests. Okay. Okay. And here's what it says I spoke to them and offered prayer, agreed to stay connected online. They appreciated the call. Their advice to the church the Bible said that the children of Israel used garlic. We need to use it to prevent the coronavirus. We must eat it raw. Don't cook it. We got to brush with it, gargle with it. Please email the whole church, the whole church about this. <laughs> church of the Italian Stank.
0: <laughs> so when I was a kid, my mom was big time into like vitamins and stuff. And one of the pills she would make us take was a garlic pill. And especially when we were sick, we'd have to take it. Oh, so yeah. my friend Brad lingers, was man. over, this is middle school. And I had a sore throat and my mom was like, come here, take your garlic. And so, so Brad, he ended up getting the sickness from me. And he came up to me and he goes, dude, you're crazy. And I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, how do you eat that garlic? I go, what do you mean eat that garlic? He goes, when you were sick, he literally just grabbed like cloves of garlic and started eating it raw thinking that that was it not that it was a garlic pill dude can you imagine just taking a big old bite of just straight garlic come
1: on now and imagine what that church would smell like Like if there it would smell like an addition like a delicious italian like if there's an (laughs) olive garden next door oh
0: yeah they're gonna be packed
1: every week
0: oh yeah Oh, man.
1: Okay, number three. I had a guy in the front row violently start shaking his head and flailing his arms as soon as I started playing a violin instrumental.
0: What? Not, Did I tell you fan, the first I time I preached at TC3, a guy passed out when I was That's right. That's right. landing the plane? <laughs> That's right. And if you're watching John, I know... So, John, my, he's a good friend of mine. He 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 just... He passed out a little bit. Our story is a little crazy, you know. Uh, but he was fine. Like, he, he came out, and I mean, he was a little bit fine. But, yeah, I'm, like, literally getting to the big part, and, like, all of a sudden, so I look awesome. over, and somebody goes, call 911.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Not real sure how you come back from that, but we got there.
1: Number Okay. Here's number four. Okay. Last week, someone commented that they saw shadows on the musicians during the live stream. And I also had a guy complain several times that he couldn't hear and he had his computer muted. (laughs) You have the power fam.
0: You do. You have the power. Set
1: that at a nice cruising volume and that's all you need to do.
0: That's right. It's not too loud. It's not, not too quiet. It's literally exactly, it's it's finally church your way.
1: The church your way. That's right. It's Burger King Church. You can That's have right. it your way. That's right. Okay, here's number five. Last one, bottom of the pudding cup. Over the first four months of my first full-time job, I walked into my office at the church on Monday morning to an anonymous note that said, I really don't like how you keep your office. It's embarrassing to me and you need to rearrange it. Oh. Oh, snap.
0: <laughs> oh, snap. They better never come in my office. I'm, that's one of the things. <laughs> so I had, I had a pretty big office at my at my former church. Like, it, it, it was awesome. And I was, like, in a part of the building where nobody else was, and it was quiet, Whoa, and it was amazing. And it I would get, that. you know, a little messy. I'm, a, I'm kind of a messy dude. But now at TC3, I don't even have an office. Oof. Like, the only person that has an office is, like, the senior pastor. And yeah, it's, a- like, honestly, it's the best thing that's ever happened to me. Really? Oh, dude! You just grab your laptop, find a table somewhere out in the lobby or something. I, oh, I am man. so much more productive because I can't like get in your office and go. Oh, let's see what's going on on Facebook. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> let's see what that funny face. thing Brian put oh, up on Instagram. Let's
1: see what's going on.
0: You know that? Oh, <laughs> don't you dare! I know for a fact you've got lost in some Facebook videos or the TikTok's.
1: Tik TikTok is like a mindless black hole.
0: I, I refuse to get in it because I won't get out.
1: I will say I have found like some cooking guys that I like Ooh. to follow. That That's nice. pretty good. Um, and then there there are some really funny stuff. But there, oh, here's the deal. If you can weather the early storm of, of getting the stuff that you don't want in your feed out of your feed okay. on TikTok, a lot of Christian content will rise to the surface. And that's starting well, that's to happen thing. for us, which is good.
0: Yeah, same thing that happens on like Facebook. Like <clears throat> exactly. it, mine used to be so bad, and then I realized you could go through and say "stop showing me this." Yep. And I kept doing that, and now my feed is like, man, it's G-rated now. Exactly. Exactly. Just just like the online church being your way, Facebook can be your way too. Exactly. All right, big dog. Are you ready to get into our interview? I mean, with the one and only Christian Stanfill. Let's um, go. My wife was mortified because okay, so I think that Christian Stanfill <laughs> looks exactly like Freddie Prince Jr., the actor, and so you will see when you listen how I, in, I, I uh, how I uh, what's the introed him yeah. on the podcast, yeah. and I told her that I did it, and she was she was mortified. <laughs> so um, here you go, guys. Here is part one with Mister Christian Stanfill. Well, the Worship Leader Pros podcast is incredibly excited to have Freddie Prince Jr. I mean Christian Stanfill on the podcast with us, <laughs> dude. It is uncanny how much you look like Freddie Prince Jr.
2: That is so funny, man. Oh, I did not see that coming. That really got me right off the top.
0: Dude, we- I don't know, maybe like six months ago, we made a meme, and I don't know if you saw it or not, but like it was that was a 10 Things I Hate About You or what, whatever Freddie Prince Jr. was on a yeah. poster. And we put, when was somebody going to tell us that Christian Stanfield was in this movie?
2: It's like a Garth, Garth just, Brooks, it's, it's, Chris Gaines situation. I'm moonlighting. That's right, that's right. I'm moonlighting. That's fantastic. In bad uh, early 2000s summer blockbusters. <laughs> yeah teen
0: flicks baby yeah teen
2: flicks <laughs> yeah well oh, dude, that's incredible. thank
0: you so much for uh for joining us
1: uh, Yeah, absolutely
0: so are you i I'm like I mean obviously all the tour stuff seems to be shut down everywhere with the virus going mm-hmm. around, and then like, what are you guys doing with church? Is everybody kind of working from home or
2: yeah, we're home um currently i'm at actually in the building at our church, but the offices are closed nice. uh yeah, nobody's here. Uh, which actually makes for uh, a pretty cool space to be creative and oh, I'm sure, um, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, you know it's interesting like the uh, we've everybody I think is pumped the brace pumped the brakes, you know for better or worse, on the pace of life, oh yeah, and mm-hmm. um, you know for me as a creative person as a songwriter, I see that as an opportunity to uh, be aware of things that maybe I'm not able to be aware of normally, and mm-hmm. um just to have a different lens on life. So I'm here in our building, but yeah, everyone's kind of home working. We've been doing online gatherings. I think we'll do that for Mm -hmm. the foreseeable future, um, which actually has been really cool because, um, like this past Sunday, I think, you know, we had our largest gathering we've ever had as a church, you know, because we had online (laughs) gathering, (laughs) more people can tune in and, so uh it's actually been cool, obviously it's a different format, and it we have to approach it differently, but um our team is amazing here. we're figuring it out, but yeah, it's like you guys, it's kind of shut down right now
1: oh yeah what so, kind of what kind of how how have you adapted uh we're, we're having lots of those conversations in both of our churches so what what are you guys doing differently because you're online totally
2: um you know I think one thing that i I love that our team did is just cause we've only done one gathering. So I'm sure we'll, we'll keep tweaking the process, but, mm-hmm. um, I think it was, uh, just recognizing right off the top that the whole world has been gripped by this pandemic and we're kind of all in the same boat and just giving per- people permission to just breathe right off the top and go, Hey, we're all in this together. And Things are wild and uncertain, but the church has something certain and sure to stand on. And so, I think mm. I think it's just helping people connect those dots. Um, it definitely didn't look like our first online gathering didn't look like a normal, you know, gathering that we would have like in our building. We treated it treated mm, it yeah. differently. Um, just gave gave people quite a few uh, opportunities to connect the dots more. So. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely.
0: What well, was fun for us last week, like our church, we've we've been pretty vested in live streaming for three or four years, and so like it was pretty easy for us. We kind of grabbed some content, you know, did a little different with the message, and kind of put the service together. And then none of us had to be in the building to actually have the service on Sunday. So what we did was like we just all the staff get active in the comments on Facebook yeah. and our website and all the different. Play- and it was like so much fun interacting with the congregants right online you know what i mean yeah like, yeah just see and so, so so we're going to do some fun stuff this week like have a couple of hosts that are going for the first 10 minutes rather than just a loop of like you know announcements and things that's going on but like doing some trivia and like engaging with people. It, it's just i like uh, one of our friends said like where we're at right now like the mission hasn't changed right. the mission of my church where i serve is as uh, connecting people to the life-changing power of Jesus Christ. Like that doesn't change, but the mission field has. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. figuring out what that looks like to minister to people, it's, it's been, it's been really fun. So.
2: Amen. Yeah, it's fun. You know, and I wasn't leading this past Sunday, so I was at home with my wife and our four kids and, uh, had everybody on the couch and that lasted about 18 seconds before everything <laughs> just broke wide open. <laughs> like, all right, kids, we're going to sit and have church. And, at, you know, Our, yeah, we have two, our younger two, they're seven and five and they, they didn't last very long, but, uh, but it was cool (laughs) to experience the gathering just sitting on our couch and, you know, just to be led and to be reminded of truth. And, uh, and then, you know, I'm leading this Sunday uh, for our online gatherings and it just gives me a different, you know, grid to look through and to filter things Mm, through, which is pretty Mm, cool to think about people in coffee shops and living rooms and all that. So it's rad. Awesome, Yeah, dude. Awesome. And just like
0: the little stuff, like we've been doing uh, at seven in the morning and seven at night, just to get on social media and each one of our pastors is doing like a quick devotional thought. Mm. Like people are like digging it and eating it up. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's just looking for little ways to escape and to feel encouraged. And so it, it's a, it's a weird time, but it's also kind of exciting. And like you said, like being creative of like, Hey, how do we, how do we do this a little differently? Yes.
2: Yeah. It's a great opportunity, man. People are looking for something real. And they're looking for uh, truth, and it's a great time for the church to be that. Mm,
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, so I'm always fascinated. I'm not a songwriter, Mm -hmm. but I'm always fascinated. We've been really blessed to have some incredible songwriters on, and you are certainly counted among them. Mm -hmm. And I'm looking at CCLI, and I'm reading down through here, and (laughs) it is like a playlist of the last, I don't know, however many years of my ministry. I mean, we've used almost all of these at our mm-hmm. church. And I'm looking at, you know, Glorious Day, Lord, I need you, behold the Lamb, this we know, the Lord our God. Mm-hmm. I'm looking down here. So I, I'm always fascinating as someone who's not a songwriter. I'm fascinated by what is it like when when you are a part of writing a, an iconic song like Glorious Day mm-hmm. and you get to stand like it's, if it's at Winter Jam or wherever it is, and you get to lead thousands of people mm. in something that you helped to create, what is what is that like?
2: Man, um, it's. I mean, first of all, it's really uh, humbling to think that God would breathe on a song uh, that we would you know all write together, and just uh, just the fact that He uses people to, uh, Mm. you know, specifically me, (laughs) he would use me or any of these other songwriters that have been part of passion to, to build up his church and to lead people to worship, uh, is a pretty incredible thought. Um, but you know, it's really cool to watch a song, you know, go beyond one person or go beyond Mm. one movement. And it, uh, really becomes about the truth of the song And it becomes, uh, it becomes really becomes the peoples, you know, and, um, it's like to, to be at winter jam and to lead, you know, glorious day. And then also, you know, build my life, which Brett had a part, uh, in writing, um, to lead these songs and for people to, to, for, uh, you know, the worship leader to, to really disappear and for the truth of the song Mm -hmm. to really come to the front is awesome that that's that's what you want more than anything and that's what you Mm -hmm. pray for and Mm -hmm. whenever we write you know what we're praying is that um the truth of the gospel and the truth of god's word would would be sharp and penetrate and so um that it's 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 wild you know it's it's cool to be a part of songs like that and um really grateful and you know you don't um you don't really uh, know, you know, when that's going to happen. Uh, you just, mm-hmm. as a songwriter, you just you sit down and you're diligent with the craft, and you ask God to breathe on it, and um, and then you're like, wow, this is this is wild. So yeah, it's again just humbling, and uh, we're just really grateful. Honestly, I have hard hard time putting words around it because uh, it's just kind of wild. That's awesome. That's awesome.
0: Dude, it, it has been fun watching like f- like how God has has been using you. So like I have a lot of friends that did the student life thing like back in the mid two thousands that were doing like the production side of things. And mm-hmm. they would be like, Hey, it, like back then it was like, Have you heard of this Matt Papa guy? And yeah. like they would like slide us these records that nobody yeah. heard of. And you were one of the guys I got like a record of when you were leading with that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's like dang, who is this guy? This is awesome. That's and like watching awesome. how like God has continued to grow the platform and stuff. So, like, would you mind telling us for a little bit, like, I mean, kind of like, did you grow up in a Christian home? Like, how did God get you into music? And then, like, how did you discern that he wanted to to use you specifically as a worship leader and what that was all like and kind of how you've gotten to where you are now?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I grew up, um, we were talking about this a little bit earlier, I grew up uh I grew up in Marietta, Georgia, so it's like a suburb of Atlanta, which I'm still in Atlanta now, which is, it's been cool to, to grow up in a city and to watch it change, and um, it, Atlanta's an amazing city, and so I grew up there, grew up going to church, um, and, you know, I I loved music, like, really early on, but there wasn't really a worship leader track, There, it wasn't like something that, <laughs> you, you know, <laughs> like people were Absolutely. doing. Absolutely. You know, it, it was it was kind of um, wild, wild west. You know, it was kind of like we were all just kind of trying to figure it out. And I remember uh, being in like seventh grade, eighth grade, and I had been trying to figure out how to play guitar and sing. And I mean, almost literally, my youth like, minister heard that I had been playing guitar and trying to sing. And more or less shoved me out on stage and said, you're our worship leader now. And I was like, what's a worship leader? And so it, was, it it really was like, kind of got thrown in the fire in the deep end a little bit. Like, Hey, you know, kind of figure this out as you go. And it, man, it was so bad. Like just really, really bad. I mean, talk about getting in the way of people's worship. It was just hard. I was, I was, you know, yeah. didn't know what I was doing. Um, but I had a youth pastor around that time who um, I was a pretty wild kid in middle school, but like somehow he saw uh, leadership um, on my life and on Brett Yonker's life too. We, we were in the same youth group. And so he kind of looked at both of us and said, man, you know, God wants to do something through your life and I want to help you. I want to teach you scripture. I want to teach you what it means to be a worship leader. I want to teach you what, I want to show you what it looks like to be um, a man after God's heart. Um, he was a husband, a young husband, and a dad. Um, and I'm still friends with this guy today, which is really rad. Um, That's
0: so cool. So awesome. like,
2: he would sit us down and go, "Man, here's what this. Here's what you're doing when you're leading worship. Here's here's what's happening." And um, so that was really my first experience with. Uh, leading worship. Truth be told, I went to college after high school. We led all the way through middle school and high school. Um and I just wanted to be John Mayer like so bad. Like I just I, I was Don't we all I know, right? He, I so I mean to this day he's still, you know, my favorite, but um I I wanted to tell stories with uh songs that I was writing and um in a weird way, kind of an interesting way, I I met my wife first year I was in college, and um, I was falling in love with my wife and or you know then girlfriend, but um, we've been married now for sixteen years. It'll be sixteen years in May. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> so I was I was falling in love and I was writing all these songs, and I found that I was writing the best songs I, oh, at the time, the best songs I felt like I was ever writing because the emotion that i was feeling was very very real i mean falling in love is one of the most amazing things one of the most real things i think the human heart can experience right so mm-hmm. i'm writing all these amazing love songs for my wife and actually made a record with all those songs that the world will never hear cuz it was it was before <laughs> it was by the grace of god it was before streaming and YouTube and all of that. So, um, uh, so I wrote all these songs, and I just remember when you know the light kind of came on for me, where I found it really easy to write these love songs for my wife, and it was like it was like God was helping me see the correlation between what I was doing for Carrie and how I would write like a worship song, if that makes any sense. And oh, it's, yeah. it's kind of the, the same idea, you know, when you're, when you're so gripped, when your heart is so gripped by someone or something and it becomes all you think about and you're, you're breathing it, you know, in and out, day in and day out, the, the expression that comes through is just pure, authentic worship. I mean, that's what it is. And, um, and so that really became the, the turning point for me in terms of writing worship music, just wanting these songs, these worship songs to flow from that very real place of just I'm just falling in love with Jesus and who he is and who I'm seeing of him every day is inspiring these these expressions, these songs. And for me it was songs, you know? I think <clears throat> I think everybody has maybe their own expression, but for me it was music, the way that I would express my love for Jesus was just these little songs that would come out and that's kind of been how I've tried to keep it, um, as the years have gone on. So, um, I don't know if I answered your question, but that, that was sort of a rabbit trail. Oh, You did. Oh yeah. 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 So yeah.
0: Was there a point where, were you trying to make it as just a musician first, you know what I'm saying? And then like, Or were you doing both and did like the Lord give you a chance to like choose between the two? Did you kind of just fall into one side over the other?
2: Man, it was, um, so yeah. So I was, I was writing all these songs that were really more just like observational, like just songs about life and just telling stories. And then, like I said, you know, as I started to really, my relationship with God just went to a really amazing place in college as, as it does sometimes for people. And um, that's where I kind of made the, the shift, where I'm like, I'm gotcha. I'm gonna go, I'm I'm gonna start focusing all of this energy, this musical energy and attention on writing worship songs and and leading worship. And um, wow, so wow. that was that was right around you know the college college moment for me. Um, wow. and, and yeah, and I had been tracking with passion all through high school. Uh, Brett and i would, were worship leaders in our youth ministry <laughs> we've been leading passion songs, and so that's unbelievable <laughs> so it was like uh, when Louie and I met shortly after I left college and my wife and I got married, when we met um, uh, i had I definitely had some context for for what was going on there, but you know really had no idea or ever thought that you know we would be leading one day you know leading the passion passion music part of it. But, um, but yeah, yeah. I, I would say that, you know, I I wasn't really trying to make it as a musician. It was more that I just, I love writing. I love playing. And all of that started to funnel down into worship music. Hmm.
0: Hmm. That's awesome, dude. Wow. So how long have you been with passion now?
2: So we met Louie and I met, uh, in 2005 and he was speaking, at a youth conference that I was at. I was leading worship and he was speaking and um we were kind of there all summer and we just a, a friendship just happened pretty organically and Passion 05 in Nashville was about to happen. This was 2004 and um and so Passion 05 was about to happen and and he was like, "Man, why don't why don't you come and lead uh, worship at one of our community groups, which basically shrinks down, you know, a big gathering of like tens of thousands of people down to like 500 to a thousand people, you know? So these students can kind of get in circles and like look at each other and go, what's God doing? And, you know, kind of sharpen each other and all that. But, um, so I led worship for one of those community groups in 05 and, we just never left we just hung around <laughs> like, like we fell i mean like i said we had been tracking with the movement and loved the heart and the vision of it but we fell in love with the people and um just found family there and we've been a part of the church uh in Atlanta since it started uh, around 11 years ago and um it's just it's been it's been such a, a cool ride and um still love everybody here and our family is deeply rooted in the soil here.
1: Dude, Christian Sanfield, right? I got to admit, I am like a fan. Like, I'm a huge fan. Like, he did this record. This is probably seven or eight years ago, Mountains Move. Oh, we yeah. probably did almost all of the songs off of that at our church.
2: Oh, and he,
1: yeah. his, his man, Day After Day, Um, The Lord Our God, yeah. Say Say. Oh, oh yeah, yeah I man. remember
0: Say Say, that was a good say, one. Say,
1: say, say, you believe. Oh yeah, man. That's good. awesome. That's, and I like that dude. And super uh, real, down to earth, authentic. Yeah, mm-hmm. he just happens to be leading like 60,000 people in worship at a time. That's yeah. no big shakes, you know?
0: Yeah, you know? Well guys, thank you so much for listening to episode 76 of the Worship Leader Props podcast. Don't forget, uh, next week we'll be unveiling our free to begin with in the COVID season, uh, coaching network. And so you'll be able to go to our website and you can register to be a part of that. And we'll send you a zoom link. And man, if we get 300 people in there, we get 300 people in there and it's we're gonna just going to awesome. all let a uh, big sophisticated pastor,
1: daddy Longyear,
0: daddy Longyear is going to do some <laughs> teaching. It's going to be awesome. Uh, also, if uh, you want to jump into the WOP Consulting and uh, have uh, some of our WOP-certified coaches jump into your live extreme experience, you can also go to uh, worshipleaderprobs.com, click on the Consulting tab. We'd love to be a part of that. And, hey, guys, uh, wherever you're listening, if you want to go and give us a like and a five-star review, that would just be awesome. It would be the best. And we will see you next week. Deuces.
1: Deuces. Arrivederci! <laughs> <laughs>